time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. In this episode of After the Credits, a Yum Chunks podcast, episode 119, we're going to talk about the new live action Disney's Little Mermaid. And with me to talk about this live action extravaganza is Matt Chewy. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hello. Also, is Sean Davis is here, I think. <laughs> we got a hot crustacean band. We sure do. <laughs> and no one is going to fry us and eat us. In fricassee. In fricassee. I don't know what fricassee is, but doesn't it? Fricassee? Like it's, like a, it's a way you cook way meat. It's a way of like heating yeah. something and cooking All it. Right, let's see. Um Okay, it's a stew made with pieces of meat that have been browned in butter and then served in a sauce flavored with the cooking stock. It's usually made with chicken, veal, or rabbit. Rabbit? Oh, oh well, that doesn't involve seafood at all. Well, I mean, okay. I well, bet you could, but you can make a seafood fricassee, I bet. Fish fricassee. Oh. No, it's uh, distinctly prohibited. No, it's allowed. It's a, oh, it's, it's usually yeah sa- salmon. It's usually made with salmon if okay. you if you don't. Salmon is a freshwater fish. This and yep. This it, all doesn't, wrong. it doesn't. This is all it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Oh, actually, aren't salmon? Are they one of the fish that's like both salt and seawater? I think there are. I think. Uh, I think there are uh, types that are. Yeah. I think generally water, it's freshwater, but there are a few. That's, that I, yeah, I think they're generally freshwater, but. Let's oh, see. Uh, salmon are considered. Uh, I almost said androgynous. But it looks like the word androgynous. Anadromous, which means they yeah. live in both fresh and salt water. Ooh, that's a fun word. Yes, Anadromous. I was correct. I, and I they knew... start. They they st- Okay, so I thought there were different types, but they start in fresh water and then they eventually move to the ocean, which seems oh. impossible. Yeah, that's amazing. That life is... Is, what a wonder life is. Life will find a way. Life <laughs> under under the sea. That it's is the circle of life. The wrong. But also. Under the We're river, Andro- as... Andromo. What's the word? Around the river, Ben. No. Just, a... Just around the <laughs> river, a... Ben. Andromonus? Oh. Andromus. Anadromus. 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 We're humans. We're anadromous. Well, well we don't so really about... live in the ocean, but yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, we're we're not born in freshwater, and then <laughs> you, can't, you don't know that. Well, some people some... do the um the yeah, water the water births. births. Yeah, why do they do that? I, I heard I don't it's know. more natural. Well, I don't know if it's more natural, but it's like less impactful. Yeah, well, it's natu- like what do you mean more underwater. natural? Well, it I can't be more like... natural because humans don't, in truth, live underwater. Well, right, I just like... mean like the transition from it's a very aqueous environment in the womb, and right, and there's yeah. less friction and impact. It's like working out underwater, like you've seen or heard, right? Sure, but in nature, you mean swimming. You're talking mammals, about swimming. In, in nature, <laughs> mammals are born into not water. Some well, well some mammals are. Some mam- Dolphins like whales. Are. Oh, okay, no, fine. whales. The the, hi, the the I was gonna say hipster, but that was maybe offensive. <laughs> the hipster whales give birth on land. Why well, is it offensive? We can offend. You're hipsters. concerned. That, you're concerned right, about offending the hipsters. <laughs> no, I just they I don't. I just don't know. I, no, I I mean I'm not concerned about offending hipsters. I'm concerned about people who do water births oh, calling uh, those people oh, hipsters. Okay. Offending the yes, whales. <laughs> yeah. Also offending the whales. I don't want to offend them. They're big. Do we, 
Is, is this broadcast underwater? Is our podcast just blasted underwater for the whales to hear? That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> somebody then somebody would be listening. <laughs> They're our biggest audience. They get us. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> no, that was our um, review of uh, the Little Mermaid live action movies. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 10 out of Little 10. Mermaid. Oh, 10 out of 10. Yeah, we're going to do. Well, I wanted to talk about um, Salmon before we got. Yeah. We got to clear yeah. that, lay that flat before we move on. Um, so now we can move on to the the chunking of the fires. Um, let's talk about what we've been up to, shall we? In the, the long time since it's been. <laughs> from our last podcast well you know, um, i don't know how long it's going to be between when sean releases these that's true that is for the true. listeners we're, we're we're recording this the day after our guardians review and uh that's just because our guardians review is super late but uh yeah anyway we haven't yeah no, nothing, nothing nothing what did it yeah. what, what well did... no, but despite that fact we do have chunks to burn got some chunks in our pockets we've we been sure rationing do. them we were we've smart sandbagging the chunks um, that... Okay. Yeah, sandbagging. You know what sandbagging is? Uh, Let's look at the etymology of sandbagging. It's different than teabagging. Share with Anna Jomos. <laughs> it's definitely different than teabagging. Sandbagging is a strategy of lowering the expectations of a company or an individual's strengths and core competencies in order to produce relatively greater than anticipated results. Oh. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of like keeping something unrevealed to yeah. reveal it later to say like, oh, hey, look at this that we got for you when it and wasn't that's expected. My, that's what I've been doing my whole life. That's just yeah. like how I live. I'm yeah, like, it's a valid strategy. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite of what I do to enjoy these live action Disney remakes by, you know, lowering my expectation. Uh, yeah, I, is... <laughs> I mean, and Disney the... would be wise to sandbag, I think, yeah. in this context. I'm sandbagging um, for them. what is it called when you yeah you sandbag for someone else bag sanding (laughs) uh well that was my chunk um what what do you got matt you were looking up that wasn't no it wasn't but we'll just start i got okay um all right well we're in uh we're in musical mode today, so I'm going to talk about two musical-y things. Uh, one of them is uh, I watched through both seasons of Schmigadoon. Now, gentlemen, have either of you watched the show? Yes, I have shared it on a chunk fire. How dare Did you? you forget? Yes, Why? I recommended it to you highly. Right. I have not, but I want to. I don't have Apple TV, but um, I have watched a handful of the musical number clips on YouTube. I feel like that's the best way to experience any show or movie is watching it piecemeal out of context it's spoiling the cool funness of the show in youtube videos uh yeah right now i remember that you did recommend that and i apologize but also i brain damage so i don't apologize i don't actually have brain damage but you know what i mean um you're sandbagging (laughs) yes yes i am um no okay but yeah you know i i uh sean there's a lot of good stuff on apple tv there's a lot no there's a lot of good stuff well, uh, Apple TV won't let me use my parents' account without paying for basically my own account. So, are you happy now, Apple TV? No just, one gets to just, watch it. Either. Just pay for it. I, I well, we, we have shared our love of Ted Lasso and Severance yeah. and Schmigadoon yeah. and what's the other one? The Russians uh, win the space race one? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I mean, I've seen I all these shows. Yet. It's funny. Uh, um, all for all mankind. Well, there you go. 
I haven't. I I I didn't get into Ted Lasso, but I heard that the final season was uh, bad. I don't know. Um, I've heard that as well. I haven't. I haven't actually started it yet. So that's it's, it is just important to hear that. But I will be sure to share that once I watch it. Right. And then um, Severance. I heard the the future of that show is in jeopardy. So I oh, hope no. I hope that's not true. Um, but I I don't know. I didn't read much into it. I just heard that the the production behind the scenes was really. Um, just very not a pleasant environment for everybody and then also with the writer strike that this the future well, yeah, is uncertain a lot of things um, and that's happening. one of those shows that is very very likely to be, suffer from the writer strike it's anyway schmigadoon um yeah as a musical theater fan i i really loved both those uh seasons um the the, the first season i i don't love that era of musical theater um uh, particularly most of season one is a send up of um, well Brigadoon, but also the Music Man, um, which I'm not a big fan of. And Ryan, I, I know that you're not either because when I worked on it, you walked out at intermission. <laughs> what? No, I didn't. <laughs> yes, you did. Maybe you walked what? out and then to no, get a drink I, and came back. I, I'm not sure that I've seen Music Man. Yes, yes, no, you did because we went to IHOP later, and you and and I and I had to goad it out of you and Chris, and you guys said, okay, yeah. We had we had to leave, and you said you felt secondhand embarrassment for who did you bring? One of your friends. So um, honestly, Ryan, I was I was irritated back then, but I, in retrospect, I don't blame you at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, you've seen you've definitely seen music. Well, that's the thing. That's probably why you don't remember seeing Music Man is because you didn't actually see all of Music Man. Um, but yeah, season one of Schmigadoon is uh, pretty much just the Music Man. And so I, I guess I enjoy it because it's because I don't like that show and it's a good send up of it. Um, and then season two, Chicago is more getting closer to the era of musicals than I'm into. So I'm hoping, you know, season three is, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber, 90s spectacle stuff. So um, if season three happens again, once again, who knows if that's going to oh, happen or not. Wait, each season... But is the whole show called Schmigadoon? Even it, if season it, two is called Schmicago? It is. It? Yeah, it is. I mean, I guess the show has okay. to have a name, and that's what it is. But, okay. yeah, um, I don't know. It's confusing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about the season three. But, mm. um, but yeah, uh, that's a good time. Um, in actual theater, I uh, well, the theater that I work for uh, just started their season with Jesus Christ Superstar. Are either of you guys familiar with that show? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Um, somewhat. I've never actually seen it live, but I've seen there's been multiple TV adaptations or mm. live you know, broadcasts, and there's the movie, and I've caught bits and pieces of those, so I'm kind of vaguely aware of it. I, I get the impression that most people are, are more familiar with the movie than the stage show, um, and uh, I wasn't really familiar with it at all, other than knowing it's an Andrew Lloyd Webber situation. And, um, which is, I think the best way I can describe that show. It's a, it's a situation. Um, but, um, uh, yeah. It's a good I wrestling move. The Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber situation. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect and it's, it's odd. Um, it, well, yeah, it's odd. It was totally strange. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I think it was one of his earlier works and I think late sixties, early seventies. And it's very, um, hippie 
and I I kind of get the gist that it's a it's a you had to be there sort of situation mm. to to fully appreciate it. Um, so like it's it's nowhere near as weird as anything like Cats. I mean that's the gold standard of Andrew Lloyd Webber weird. No, actually I think probably Starlight Express. Um, but <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, it, it, the music the music was great. And uh, the production I saw had great sets and very good special effects, but it's like, yeah, it's a little baffling. I felt the, I felt the, the tone strange. So, um, again, I think it's a you had to be there kind of thing. But regardless, I love going out to live theater and seeing shows I haven't seen. So I had a good time anyway. So usually do. Um, all right. And that's what I bring to the table today. And I will pass it on to uh, Sean. What you got? Um, well, I have the greatest life moment, life event that has happened in our, in all of Generate, in all of Earth. That mm. is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom came out uh, a couple weeks ago, and I've been playing that. <laughs> and by greatest, I just mean the most overwhelmingly time-consuming thing. Uh, that equals great, right? Mm. Um, it uh, is the is the long-awaited, you know, sequel to Breath of the Wild. And I was, I'm a, you know, Zelda just is one of, is my favorite video game franchise. So I'm a huge fan of pretty much every Zelda stuff and any Zelda thing. And Breath of the Wild was one of my faves. Love Breath of the Wild. Played that to death. And uh, yeah, uh, Tears of the Kingdom is everything that Breath of the Wild was, but then somehow they tripled it, but added more stuff. And it's insane. And the cool thing is, well, lots of cool things about it, but just my personal experience is I was, I happened to be in Japan when it came out. So uh, we went to the Nintendo store on launch day in Japan, and I bought Tears of the Kingdom in Japan from the Nintendo store in Tokyo on huh. the morning of launch. And it was like an awesome experience, and the store was packed, and it was just like tons of like tourists, not just tourists, but everyone, right? And there was... The French people and British people and just like people from around the world all like packed into this this cool Nintendo store and there's a lot of like unique stuff that you could only get in the Nintendo store but I got like the collector's edition um so just like that whole experience and I was with friends and and it was awesome it was like just a great awesome experience um and then since I've been back from Japan the only thing I've been doing has been playing Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> um yeah I mean if I had if I were to be able to beat this game in a reasonable amount of time, it would definitely be a candidate. Like, it would be something that I would love to do an episode about. We've done a few video game episodes in the past, but I can't see myself completing this game in, you know, two years, let alone our lifetime. So I don't know when or how that's going to happen um, because there's just so much game here. There's everything that was in Breath of the Wild but and more. It's so weird. It makes Breath of the Wild feel almost like a proof of concept if that makes any uh. sense like oh this like right that's like that's ridiculous breath of the wild is a gigantically massive immersive game how can another game make it feel like quaint but somehow tears of the kingdom does and yeah i i have to stop myself from getting into too much detail because i would talk endlessly about it but um one of the fun things is you know i've avoided any like looking up to you know online spoilers or things like that so i just kind of have a mutual chat with some other friends who are playing it and one of the fun is well one of the fun things about it is just like collectively telling our stories like oh i found this cool little thing and and did you know you could do this and it has this kind of vibe and fun feel of like 
back when you're kids before like the internet and before like you could look up a guide to know everything you would just like go to the schoolyard like oh so did you know if you do this you could do this move or you know if you go here you could find this and this is how you get to this dungeon and you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. um so that's kind of been a fun kind of experience um as as part of playing this game but yeah, if you if you have a Switch, and not even if you have a Switch, everyone I know is aware the new Zelda game is out, and if you have a Switch, it probably is something that you're already either playing or plan on playing or whatever. But it's uh, it's ridiculous, and it's massive, and it's huge, and it's awesome, and I'm loving every minute of it. I, I don't know why I have to do other things in my life. It doesn't. It's every time I have to stop playing Zelda, I question question what's the point? What's the point? Um, but when I am stopping Zelda, the few times I did, it was to watch um, the second single greatest <laughs> achievement of our lifetime. That is, I think you should leave season three came out. So I've been uh, watched that. <laughs> and even though that show is only six episodes, 15 minute episode lengths, I have spent as much time watching it as I oh have been Zelda. No, not really. But <laughs> I have watched through it three times since it's debuted. Um, last week, I think, is when I heard. Um, and I know you all have also watched it. So yes. how many times have you watched I Think You Should Leave Season 3? <laughs> uh, like two and a half. Okay, yeah. We're, yeah we're, it's a good pace, I feel. It's a, yeah. Uh, just the once. And uh, I'm sorry, but I didn't really like this season very much. Um, I, 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 I kind of get it. My, I will say the difference between my first and second viewing was massive yeah really how so as in like i didn't dislike the first time i watched it but there was there was very few sketches that really jumped out at me as like oh that was really good that was really funny there was a few and i felt the back half of the season was better overall i was just like yeah okay it was it didn't didn't have the same charm as season one and two but then on the second watch i was like laughing at every sketch and um there's already some that is like oh yeah these these are actually just, I don't know, if as good. They're of the same par, you know, quality as the stuff I like about season one and two. So, it, you know, we'll see if it holds up to time. But I've watched three times, and each time, as with season one and two, I think it gets better with each viewing. Yeah, I, I think um, the ones that really... The ones that really work better for me are the ones that have, like, kind of a unique idea. Like the, um, yeah. the, the pay-it-forward drive-through one. Uh, yeah, that's good because it has a good payoff and yeah. and and it's clever. Um, yeah. and then like another one like the um, uh, the uh, the one where he's in the studio audience and, and he, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. R- right, just kind of like that one's oh, great. Don't, don't, watch this explode and the springs fly out. I I uh, I I think I'm at the the point where his shtick of just being yeah. the weird person in the room is getting a little tiring for me. And so I feel like a, a good half of the sketches of the season were it's like just that. And, yeah, I, I kind of feel that. I, and, and it's like, oh, it's it's weird and he's being weird and people are saying weird things and look how weird everybody's acting. And those sketches don't really, they're, they were fun for the first two seasons, but the ones that, um, the ones that had some kind of like, oh, that's what the situation is. Um, I felt yeah. like this season was lacking more of those, whereas the earlier seasons uh, had had you know more of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't know if it's um, I don't know if the, the concept for me is starting to wear thin, or if maybe just 
you know, the sketch comedy is always hit and miss. Yeah. Um, and I think that this one was just a little bit more miss than hit for than the other two seasons. So um, I still had a good, really good time watching through it, though. Um, yeah, I would say I would say if you have a chance, maybe with uh, uh, a present company to watch it again with friend, like I think that definitely helps. And that was the same with season one and two. I definitely had viewings where I watched it with people and just like being in a room with people laughing helps it. But I think just what even if not that context, just watching it again um, will improve. Oh, I definitely will yeah. because I, I've watched and, the yeah. first season, first two seasons yeah. multiple times. So, but yeah, it, this it does feel like this season leans heavier into <laughs> him just being a weirdo in a lot. Which, yeah, if that if you're not if that you know is kind of becomes a little bit worn and grating, I totally get that. I think some of the sketches that also work for me are when other actors have to basically act like Tim Robinson, right? Yeah, and sometimes that's just funny, like. Uh, I know it was the last episode, but near the end, the woman in the meeting with the t-shirt, like the HR meeting, where she wants to make a t-shirt about the meeting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She just keeps laughing at her own stupid joke about banana breath. (laughs) Back off banana breath is what you eat, a bunch of bananas. Yeah, and it has a great like ending, too, where the guy finally (laughs) draws the little drawing. (laughs) He's like, this is terrible. I can't do computers. (laughs) I told you. Yeah. Also, a lot of them have like really, like abruptly weird endings. Like, yeah, dive into a little bit more of the Tim Eric stuff than I think some of the past seasons. <laughs> There's just like weird sound effects and stuff. A lot of them will take a hard left turn into some new comedic concept and then immediately yeah. end. Whereas some other yeah. sketch might actually explore that and have another beat or so. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, nope, that, you don't have time to think about that. Um, yeah. The doggy door one with the weird monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's definitely... Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. That one's great. And I, I love anytime he like starts like going into like something that's true, but the way he's saying it, like as that he gets more and more, you know, loose ended. And he's just like, I get that it was just a pig in a mask before Wilder for 50 seconds. I thought they were monsters on earth. Like <laughs> <laughs> Um, of one of my faves is the uh, later in the season is the if you hear me talking about my kids again stop me with Jason Schwartzman <laughs> oh yeah that one's good just all his dumb like friends who just like are following him what are we around. gonna do next what are we <laughs> yeah, gonna, what are we do, gonna next? do next I'll think of something I'll think of something like they all just start dancing <laughs> they're so dorky and stupid yeah well the meta commentary uh, of people in their middle age talking about their yes. kids all the time I definitely appreciate yeah, yeah. that <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure um, yeah the uh, The driving crooner is another one that uh, that's one that i just i couldn't uh, i I think that would improve for a lot on the second viewing but i don't just uh, it's just yeah it's definitely him being weird so that is a big part of it no there's some there's some nuggets of uh uh there's there's definitely that that one i think is memeable um yeah yeah the uh i gotta figure out how to make money off of this there's a, <laughs> oh, yeah. there's a, there's, there's a, there's a good meme format in there. Um, gotta mind that if it isn't already one. Uh, I also think too, like there's, there, like, I think, I think each season it's actually there, there, you know, as, as ridiculous and silly and stupid as the sketches are, I do think there is a definite, like a tied thematic element to all of them and, and kind of what, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're saying, quote unquote, you know, I don't know if it's so high 
and you know soapboxy as that but as like yeah he's painting a portraiture of certain people in america like in Mm. society right like especially season two i think was like yeah so precise in that and i do think season three as well but i think that like it's, it's it's a slightly more what's the word i'm looking for like um apologetic tone to like these types there's a lot of times where like the other where the guy who doesn't talk where he's just like i'm just up there doing and people are just like what are you doing what is that what are you doing that's one that's great and he's just like he's like he's just trying to make a do a show and just everyone is ruining it for him there's a lot more where it's like that the crazy people the weirdo people aren't so aggressively malicious in this season they're kind of a lot of times they're victims a little bit or they're like exploited or taken advantage of. Right. I don't know. I think there's some like uniting thread to that in some way. I don't know what that means, but I don't know. Just something <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to find meaning. I, I just like even the driving crooners, like people want to kill, like they want to kill you. Why? But it's like, yeah, all these people just drive up to him. We're going to kill you driving. crooners, like, why why do they want to kill me i'm just doing this stupid weirdo thing but it incites so much anger in people or like the uh the last sketch where the guy is trying to start a comedy youtube channel or whatever and people start like threatening his parents and stuff (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah anyways um ryan any favorite sketches um on my most recent watch i my favorite was the and I keep trying to find ways to slip into a conversation, except it's not really natural. It's just like, oh man, I wouldn't want to be Sean right now. And it's like, this is like with no context. And then like, no, I I, I would want to be Matt. Oh, because Matt has the best friend, friend group. Matt, Matt's curated his friends yeah, precisely. Yeah, I it's great. About that one. Yeah. I think I think the worst part about my friend group is that I have to pay to be in it. <laughs> like just yeah, just Beck Bennett. Like he yeah. nails it. Like yeah, yeah. He's, that's he's one really that yeah. Beck Bennett obviously is already a comedian, actor, and known, and he yeah. all, like does a good job of being the Tim Robinson character in, in that, that sketch. sketch. Yeah. yeah, and it, it just he just nails it so well, and then it yeah. like doubles up when <laughs> Tim Robinson actually shows up. Like, and uh, that one I don't know, just that one works so well for me. Like just even on the first. Um, pass but yeah. even that i think is a good example right beck bennett is clearly a weirdo but he's being taken advantage of people are like you know yeah. using that to like you know hurt him and like benefit in way. anyways um also the episode or the sketch where it's uh, sam richardson on the uh the proposal garden that he has about wrestling oh i love going. that one too uh, i hope yeah. baby dove dies i hope <laughs> someone tracks him down and shoots him I, uh, um, yeah the the proposal garden one of the wrestlers Sorry, toilet truck is Joseph Rudd. He's in Ghost of the Ozarks. I know that guy. Oh, oh, he oh. looked familiar. Like because he's oh. a wrestler, right? Or yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. he started as a professional wrestler. That's why we got him for Ghost of the right, Ozarks. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he's in that sketch. Anyway, sorry, that's Judy, cool. What was oh, I don't know. It's fine. I re- I I I, I uh, reflected on what I was going to say and decided uh, sorry, yeah. that I no longer <laughs> wish to. Okay, well, sorry about that. It's okay. Um, but um, but yeah. I think you should leave. Um, uh, it will be quoted, I'm sure, multiple times in future episodes um, on this podcast, listeners. So if you want to get all of our I think you should leave jokes, go watch that show. Well, I think I quote, re- quoted something from it 
on the previous episode, right? Did yeah. I? What did I say? Well, I don't even remember. Yeah, yes. Well, you're talking about the zip line. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> like that sketch and wasn't I, yeah. actually that funny, but I was no, still but... laughing every time he was doing the zip line thing. No, you, know, you know, like... you know what made that one work for me is that it came back in another episode. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, true. That's true. That that was yeah. the punchline for me. I thought it was yeah. just mildly entertaining the first time. And just kind of chuckled, and then I went, "Oh my god, this is just in the zip line." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "I, I don't want to go home. Why? What's waiting for you at home? I don't know. Like what? <laughs> what do you mean? Is something bad happening? I, I don't know. Is anything happening?" And they're just like, "She's fed up with it." Just yeah, yeah. Um. Well, uh, I, that was all of our chunks, but um, as I started it, that's the that's my time. So Ryan, have do you what 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 chunks are you uh, adding to the? the uh, yeah, I guess I have a couple. Sh- uh, sh- this fricassee. I have a couple chunks I can toss talk toss into the fricassee here. Um, well, I um, watched this show called Jury Duty. Um, I, th- I think someone mentioned it on a <laughs> podcast we did. I don't know. I can't really remember, but um, it's pretty good. Oh, no, I'm just joking. You, I see what yeah, you're doing. I see what's yeah. going but, on here. Yeah, I see the But yeah. Uh, yeah, Matt, you recommended this to me last night, as a matter of fact. And I, I, I ended up watching. I, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm about halfway through. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't know what the point is. I sort of feel like they just made the show and then decided what the point was, like after the fact. Like I absolutely feel that way, and I think that yeah, when you okay. finish it, you will also you will feel that way a hundred times more. Okay, okay, <laughs> um, but it's certainly interesting. If nothing else, it is interesting. Um, like it is, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. So anyway, yeah, I, I just wanted to. I, I, Report on that since I did end up watching some of that. Well, um, uh, when you finish, I would like to hear what your, your thoughts yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will share my thoughts. Um, and uh, and then actually the other show I've been kind of working at, so to speak, is Columbo. I think everyone's familiar with this detective mm. show from the sixties. The, the classic, the original, or actually, I yeah, the original. Or I don't even know if there's a reboot. I'm just assuming that there is. Uh, I don't think there is. If there is, I'm not aware of it. Um, but uh, yeah, this Peter Falk, um, very iconic role. I, I, I think like you guys are probably just collectively aware of the name as a famous detective character. Right. But have have either of you actually seen an episode? No, I haven't. But actually, it's interesting that you brought that up because there's a YouTuber who reviews just random niche things she's into, who did a a, a long video essay about Columbo oh, and, man. and made the case for why this is something that if you're even into mystery at all, then you absolutely should watch. And I was well, kind of like, Oh, maybe, maybe. You should check well, this out. please. Can you send me that video? Cause I, I a hundred percent feel the same way. Like I, I was blown away by the show. Um, I, I think it is so far ahead of its time. And I'm talking about a show that's 60 years old. Um, it, so I watched the first episode or the first episode I ever watched was in Spain. Just one night I had gotten home and I was like, all right, let's see what's on Spanish television. Um, in addition to discovering to discovering that uh, Die Hard is called uh, the Crystal Jungle, I was also <laughs> privileged to watch a full episode of Columbo. And I was like, wait, what? this is what this show is? Like, if, if you guys haven't ever seen an episode... Like, I'm not going to spoil anything because watch one episode and you'll be like, wait, 
this is what this show is. It is not what I thought the show was. Um, I mean, that might be a little bit overhyping it just by saying that. But, but... I mean, I don't think I've seen a full episode, but I um, the premise is that it's their mystery, like murder mysteries. But you know who the killer is. You Every episode, you actually know who the killer is at the beginning, right? Yes. Is that kind of the premise? You know who the killer is, how they committed the murder, mm-hmm. and and everything. So it's, it's so – I didn't know that. I was like, wait, where's the mystery? And but it's you get so into the it the mystery like I have a lot of thoughts, which is why I'm so interested in watching this video, Matt, that you mentioned and have now linked me. Um, because it it's like a reversal, and the mystery becomes the how is he going to solve it? Right? Well, that's that's funny that you said but, that because in the in the essay she goes and she explains the genres of 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 mystery the who done it and and the how done it and she gives right. examples of of different works that fall under one or the other so it is it's cool that you you mentioned that that that's like the thing that it's built around the the how and not the who yeah um which usually like just in i would say you know real life the how someone did something like is the less interesting point part and the why is the more interesting part right just because mm-hmm. like oh yeah. yeah you they stabbed them okay yeah. but like why what was what was the story what right that's what's interesting yeah. to human beings so um and i think it goes deeper than that and it becomes like this study of like it, it instead of trying to f- like point a finger at a person and then how they did it and why they did it it like becomes more about colombo himself even though like hmm. the caricature of him as a human being is actually pretty thin, but it's, I don't, it, yeah, it's hard to really get my head around. Um, but I highly recommend it to Sean, to you for sure, just because yeah. you're like me, we like mystery shows and just, yeah. well, anyone in general, um, uh, just cause it's like, again, I think it's really ahead of its time. Like, I don't know that there's another show that even, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, well, just I, I maybe I mentioned this, but I don't know, Ryan. Did you ever go through Poker Face? Uh, no, just because I, I don't have that's a stream oh, service. I also don't have. Yeah. Um, I've been. Um, I, I'm probably gonna do the trial thing just to get. Yeah, through do that. that watch like it my, all and yeah. just watch it in a couple in a week and then cancel or whatever. But um, yeah. uh, because that that's the only other show that I know, and they are very intentionally and purposefully and obviously cribbing from Columbo with hmm. Poker Face. So. Um, yeah. Oh, well, okay. yeah. For the listeners, I'll, I'll say that the uh, the channel is pushing up roses, and the video is the history and influence of Columbo. Um, yeah, this is uh, one of several YouTubers who we follow that just like they'll just pick a random topic that they're interested in and do a, a video essay. She specifically does things about um, children's horror media, like Are You Afraid of the Dark, Goosebumps. Um, and uh 90s pc games specifically yeah, I, that's point, what i know I, that's what i've watched yeah her, she, she does a point and click adventure game yeah point and click adventure specifically and um and oddly enough half of her channel are, are reviews of episodes of murder she wrote <laughs> so um oh wait and now i think i know i've come across this person then because i've mm-hmm. i've seen those yeah yeah she's I, I i like her channel a lot um so yeah, I think you will like this video. I think you'll appreciate it for sure. It's kind of it's also just cool. gives a good retrospective, like just an overview of the the mystery genre 
so uh yeah cool, cool. Uh, cool that cool. makes me want to watch columbo even more now so cool yeah like i wouldn't necessarily because it's a very long show too it's like every episode is well i think it was split into two parts and they're like so they're like an hour and a half or maybe not that long but anyway they're very long and it you know has good seven eight seasons or something um but i would just say like you know even you can probably just pick a random episode out of the the whole repertoire and just like watch one or two and you kind of get the gist of it like it's not like you're going to miss anything by mm. any sort of continuity yeah there's there, it's an episodic yeah. classic episode. It, for sure for sure um and if it obviously if, it, if you're interested keep watching but um uh yeah anyway i just wanted to make a little mention of that um all right cool yeah, but that's that's all we got um yeah cool so let's dive into the water and talk about the little mermaid um spoilers for <laughs> little mermaid disney's little mermaid uh but let's hear that recap okay the little mermaid is uh it starts off with um wait what happened in this movie wait it's the little mermaid okay <laughs> it's so just the little mermaid it's just it's just the little mermaid <laughs> that's the thing so i'm going to go off of my memory of the story of the little mermaid um so Ariel is the daughter of Triton, the sea, the king of the sea, and she longs to explore the human world. And uh, Prince Eric is is the prince. He's the Prince Eric, and he likes to go sailing, and even though he's not supposed to. And and so Ariel has a is, has a collection of artifacts from the human world. She wants to, she dreams of going to the human world, and then she comes across Eric's vessel um, on his birthday, and they're having a party on the boat, and then the boat uh, gets into a, a crash and is sinking, and uh, they abandon ship, and Ariel rescues Eric uh, from uh, the shipwreck, and in his almost drowning haze, he recognizes her and hears her siren voice, and um, is smitten and she's smitten and uh, she really she really wants to now really want to go to the human world and she has this statue of him that and and is she put she puts it in her closet and then uh, King Triton uh, finds the he finds the the hoarding closet and says he's a human you're a mermaid and then. <laughs> breaks all of her things <laughs> Thank you. and so that makes her sad and so she goes to ursula who is um the the evil witch and also her aunt which um is finally actually realized in the film um and she says okay i'll turn you into a human um with the spell um but uh, you have to get the prince to kiss you, the true loves, the magic kiss, before three days are over, before the sun sets. Otherwise, you will become my slave. And you will live in my sea dungeon. And so she does, and she goes... Oh, and she steals her voice. You can't have your voice. So she goes to the surface. Um, and so the whole middle part of the movie is her being taken in by the, the people who work at the castle... In this version of Little Mermaid, Eric is a... He's adopted. And I guess that's important. So, you know, they he's she's trying to woo him. And she's he's kind of fallen for her. And 
actually it's going okay. Also, she has a fish friend, Flounder, who's not important in this movie at all. Um, Sebastian, who is Triton's uh, butler and is a crab. And Sebastian, uh, Triton has tasked Sebastian with keeping an eye on her and keeping her safe. And, um, and so things are actually going okay. Things are fine. They, she's enjoying the human world and they go to like a street fair and stuff and she's enjoying the world. And then, so Ursula is like, ah, no. So she turns herself into a human as well and uses Ariel's voice to hypnotize the prince and, um, steal him away and so now they're gonna get married and so oh and then scuttle is aquafina aquafina is a bird and it's she's not a seagull she's a different type of bird um but scuttle and flounder and sebastian the crab they intervene and they are able to prevent them from getting married and they review they expose her and ariel gets her voice back and then Ariel is going to kiss the prince, but then the sun sets just at the wrong time. And Ursula turns back into a, a an octopus. She's an octopus. She turns back to an octopus. And then um, and then there's a the climax. And um, and, uh, and and uh, she uses Ariel as a bargaining chip to get Triton's uh, Triton. And so she does. And then she turns into um, uh, a kaiju uh for some reason and then um and then ariel um pilots a ship into uh ursula's torso and she dies and then everything's okay now but ariel's sad because she's in love with the prince and so sebastian the crab tells king triton to turn her back into a human and then he does and that is the little mermaid ladies and gentlemen What'd Very guys, nice. What did you guys think are of this? Mermaids week? are mermaids anadromous. Uh, what does that mean again? They can, <laughs> they can move between salt and freshwater. They um, hunt at night. It feels like that conversation was like an hour ago. Oh my god! It was I feel four, like they could. I, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably right. There was no freshwater in this movie, so who knows? We'll never know. Um, also, I think you could make seafood seafood fricassee in Zelda. Oh, um, so. Is yeah. it actually called there's that? A lot of cooking. I don't know. I just know you can make a, like hundreds of dishes, and there's a plenty of seafood that you could cook with. And I know you can make like seafood stew and seafood other things. So I'm gonna try making some seafood fricassee, and I'll get back to you next episode on if that's possible. Okay, I'll try making what some. Would, and... What the ingredients? I throw some seafood. I got there's some like crab, some fish, obviously. Um, throw in like some peppers, maybe some milk and uh, some vegetables gonna, for like a stew. You're gonna need white wine. You're gonna need cherry tomatoes, <laughs> toast. Well, there's tomatoes. There's no white wine. You're gonna need. Le- is, you're gonna need leeks. There's wheat. You could. You, yeah, there's leeks. You can uh, need vegetable oil. Uh, uh, there's goron oil. Does that that probably works? Right? I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what do you guys? <laughs> did you guys think of this? Uh, this uh, live action reimagining. The, the next in the endless chain of live action re- reimaginings of Disney classics. What did you guys think? Uh, Sean, what were your impressions of this movie? I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, listeners. See, there's one right there. Um, no, actually, it, I, I, I mean, I don't know how to talk about these movies. I, I feel like I'm just exhausted thinking and talking about 
the live action remake thing. Um, all that being said, this is maybe my favorite of the live action remakes with the one cat with except for Cruella, which I still stand by Cruella wholeheartedly, although I would say that's maybe not quite a remake, right? Um, but aside from that, this I think is probably my favorite. But I still am not sold on this idea. I still am not behind this idea. And we'll get into it, but I think ultimately it comes down to me. Would I rather... Is there ever a scenario in the world where I would rather watch this film over the original animated? And as much as I do think this film holds up and maybe I'm not using fair standards to judge it, I would still always watch the animated. But we'll get into that discussion. Anyways, sure. that's, I, I thought it was a good film. I just, I don't, I have feelings. I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, well, would you say, what about the Jungle Book? Yeah, oh, sorry. Sorry, Jungle Book I would also put higher. I think, be, yes. Uh, sorry, thanks for reminding me. Because I would also put Jungle Book higher than this as well. Sure. But but after that, this, so mm, we'll get into why I would put that higher. But yes. Okay. Uh, Ryan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought about going through the live action ones and ranking them. I would definitely put Jungle Book highest. Um this being below i guess yeah below corella i don't know i mean and i think probably we'll maybe share reasons why corella and jungle book get higher marks but um yeah i didn't hate this <laughs> i don't know if i hated lion king either, but it definitely was I, got low marks in my book um this one it took me maybe a third of the movie to like kind of just succumb to it and once i was like in it i was like okay this isn't actually that bad all right i, I i'm not hating life right now okay but yeah at the end of the day i just kind of didn't really care about it too whole lot of of anything um it didn't really need to exist um i just feel like disney doesn't like are they i think they're maybe just they it makes me feel like they don't know why the animated classics are so beloved. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the impression I walk away with. Right. Well, since we're, you know, comparing it to the others, I'd agree. I think this is one of the better ones. Um, I did enjoy this movie and I, and I did say that, yeah, I do think it's one of the better ones. That being said, I think my level of which I'm able to enjoy these live action remakes has definitely has a cap to it. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. And I, and I think, you know, a lot of that and probably a lot of our talking points from the other live action reviews we've done are going to be recycled in this episode. Um, but um, I, I read a, I read an article saying, you know, a, a think piece about these and somebody was kind of saying like, at this point, these are kind of like cover versions of a song. Um, and that's kind of how they were thinking about it. And like cover versions of a song, like a beloved song, um, a, a lot of them don't need to exist. And a lot of them don't do anything interesting with the original song. But I do think that there are covers that, you know, when they when they take the time to figure out, like, what is it that people like about this and how are we going to put our take on it? How are yeah. we going to make it unique? And there's an intention. There is a yeah. there's a an intent to give it their own flavor. That's, I think, when cover songs work. And I think that's also when these live action Disney movies work and it, despite the intention behind them, like you guys were talking about Cruella 
I yeah. think the corporate intention is the same. So that's why sure. I think you could argue yeah, that it fits it fits in here because it has the same style, it has the same it feels like it's the same factory that's making them, but it is an original idea and it's not the yeah. same story as 101 Dalmatians. So I, in my mind I also kind of can see putting it in a different category. So like, for yeah. for sake of that I'm go I am going to put that in the different category. That's, yeah, that's fine. I so, totally understandable. Yeah. So I I think I think why this one and in Jungle Book work for me is you know more so than the other ones you know compared to like for me like the worst of the worst is lion king it's like what are you adding here what are you doing here what is your twist on on the material and um i have a list of talking points for this um and i'd like to i'd like to open it up with the the one that well okay why is ariel black i want to start with that one (laughs) okay well Uh, yeah i mean i don't know so i guess my take on it is i don't to me there doesn't need to be a reason for her to be black right um obviously it's knowing disney is a cynical corporate machine that's that's not why she's black because it's not just a natural thing that they just cast her and she was the best performer out of all the people try out that's not actually what happened but in an ideal world that's the situation and we wouldn't be asking why she's black right right so i guess i I don't know if that really answers your question but that kind of is how i was like yeah i don't know why why not i guess right my my kind of thought yeah yeah my i mean my take is the yeah i agree with everything sean just said I, i think the reality might be a little more cynical that Disney knew the reaction that they would get and they wanted that. Well, yeah, they, you know, they, they had to know that they were going to get a reaction on both sides, air quotes about yay, yay inclusion, but also, you know, the worst takes, you know what I'm talking about. Right. And they also knew that, you know, and this just happened that the movie tanked in China and it tanked in South Korea, you know, Oh, did it? I mean, I for wasn't the same that, reasons sure. because of you know yeah, blatant yeah. racism. So mm-hmm. I have I want to give this movie the benefit of the doubt here, and yeah, I have I, I have a I, I have yeah. a take here that I have not seen, and I want to talk about the musical Once on This Island. I'm not aware. Are that. you guys I familiar with it? Ryan? I think you saw. Yeah, I've seen it. I, okay, so I'm I'm very familiar this... with this musical. Um, my sister was in it. In high school. Yeah. That that's was the, the production I saw. That was the first time I saw it. And then I worked on a production at the high school where I teach. It was the first musical that I've ever been tech director for. So I became intimately familiar with the show, every aspect of it. And then later on, I saw a professional production at the Moonlight a few years later. Um, that was after um, a in 2018, I believe there was a Broadway revival of the show and it, it brought the show to a lot of younger viewers, uh, Gen Z in particular. So it had a little bit of a, um, a revival a few years ago. And I think that's important given the year that this movie's coming out, but some background here, once on this Island is a retelling of the original little mermaid tale, the, you know, the more tragic version and the Hans Christian. Yes. Which, you know, is a very European story, the original. And they made Mm -hmm. the decision to set this in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And it is, and it is all about like colonialism and class drama, you know, 
the prince it's it's in it's in front what is the the region um the french antilles right so the french occupied parts of that region of the caribbean seas so the prince is a french guy he's white the the girl she's not a mermaid in this but um she's uh she's poor she's a poor black girl and it reimagines the story having to do with like the gods like and so there's a bargain she's trying to get the you know it has a tragic more tragic ending but i i see this movie and i see that like you see the influences there's you know i would say it's not just it's i, I would say that probably the cast is like i think it, it, there's there's many black actors as there are white actors in this movie and i'm not trying to make it just strictly about black and white but i i think yeah, that's ins- i mean i think i think that they they make this set in a very specific place that was not part of the animated water right this is clearly like i mean jamaica was originally not originally but occupied by england for a while like that's what it made me think of like right. this seems very specific to a caribbean place that is you know obviously somewhat imaginary but based on historical Right. Events and things and goings on. Just like how Arendelle and Frozen is not literally Norway, but like you yeah, watch yeah. it and you go, come on, it's Norway. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And and that's what I feel like. So I want to, I, I want to humor this idea that I think Disney saw, they were already on this remake train and they saw that this musical once on this Island, that's already a retelling of the Little Mermaid has regained popularity and I'd yeah. like to think that the people, the the creatives in this film, they're like, okay, well, we know Little Mermaid's going to happen. All the other ones are happening. I'd like to think that the creative team went, let's lean into this. Like, you know, and part of the reason why I think that is that the original Little Mermaid, even though it's as European as the original tale, mm-hmm. the big numbers, Under the Sea, and Kiss the Girl, they are very yeah. Caribbean in flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think they probably, I, I, to me in my mind, it's like, okay, you take these pieces and you put them together, right? Yeah, that's actually a really good point. It, yeah, and, for sure. and so then you think about it and you think in this movie, Triton's daughters are all from the different the seven seas and they are all yeah. of different ethnicities, right? Mm-hmm. So you take this idea that they all come from different parts of the world. Okay, well, it would make sense for Ariel because of the location to be black. Yeah, yeah. Right, and that's what yeah. that's why I think, I, like, yeah, on some level, yeah, you're right. There's this there's a cynical take that, you know, like inclusion for inclusion's sake, you know, and but I also think that I, I that this is not, it's not a case of them just saying we're gonna make Ariel black. They're not just slapping it on no, there just for, ju- without doing some sort of no you because know, when work when yeah, Eric is taking her in the in the carriage and you see people playing mm-hmm. the steel drum and you see all the yeah, yeah. the different that's it's inspired by that region of the world. So I that's yeah. why I think that this one is um I, I think this one's a cut above. And yeah, I, I mean, you make a really good case for that, and I and I think that's actually something I hadn't thought about so specifically. Um, but it makes me appreciate it more. I think uh, the daughter stuff, and you know how they're all like very international from they all different seas they're from. That kind of already kind of lean that way, um, or you know, kind of hinted at that. And I think it's also one of those things where. I don't know how to describe it, but you know, it's like a thing because it's a thing. Whereas if, if it wasn't a thing, it wouldn't have been a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does, any, does that make no, sense? No, it actually does make sense. Yes. 
Like, the only reason that it's a thing is because idiots made it a thing. Right. Like, this of wouldn't course. have been a thing. Like, if this came out in the 60s, when obviously, and maybe it was because the racism was more subdued and not on the surface and people had, a, I don't know, whatever, a decorum about their, right? like, I don't know, this wouldn't have been a thing. This is like, oh, yeah, okay, that's, that's the character who's in the show. Like, I mean, obviously, it didn't come out in the 60s and, you know, but you know what I'm saying? It's, I don't know, it just feels like people are angry and it's a thing because people are angry. It's a cyclical Ouroboros with no real reason behind any of it. And, and the, the the anger and the discourse right. is what I mean. Like, like the actual content is obviously there's no issue with it. And there's, there's, I don't know, the idea that the, just the pure idea of people upset that huh, I, I'm for, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't want to. It, get too much into it but you know i mean like that like really people are upset. like how racist can you be that right. people are literally upset there is a person of color in a movie like i mean <laughs> all of that is awful like, yeah. all of that is awful yeah. but it also <laughs> on a less important note it makes me irritated because it's such a shallow reading of the movie like if you actually yeah. sit down and watch the movie yeah, yeah everything yeah. about it feels intentional from an artistic and a production design yeah Everything about the setting and the location, yeah, it, it, that's, it that's feels intentional to me. In the same way that uh, Jungle Book feels intentional. And mm-hmm. they're like, look, we're really going to explore like technology, fire and specifically. Yeah. And how that affects society and how the, you know, the dangers behind that and all that. It felt like they, they had a concept for Jungle Book and that they wanted to lean into it. Right. Yeah. And, and for me, Jungle Book, that's why it's strong. is because... They, they they went with a take that the animated version does not go with. And I don't think that it works as well in Little Mermaid. Because I think a lot of their this concept, if that is what they were going for, doesn't quite gel as nicely as I would want it yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate and I definitely like aspects of this film more looking at it, just kind of re-examining some of the things with that more uh, um, intentional direction that you just kind of painted uh because yeah it, it like obviously Mowgli is gonna be of indian heritage because that film we know the original you know right. Rudyard Kipling is indian and he originally wrote this about and you're like obviously we don't think of it like imagine if the original jungle jungle book was i don't know a, 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 a caucasian boy lost in the jungle and then uh, they update a jungle book for it to t- take place in a historical place, like, you know, in India, right. sub the subcontinent of India. Like, yeah, that, oh, that makes sense. Perfect. That, yeah, that's great. It doesn't take anything away, but it gives more historical, you know, weight to the events and places, you know. So it's the same. I don't know. I, I mean, there's kind of a circular back and forth right. rambling. Right, right. But I, I just, yeah, I like what you're, what you're saying. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of those worst takes are from people who haven't actually seen the movie. Which is oh, always, yeah, which is, which is always the case. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, on that note, there's a lot of things I don't like about this movie. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so let's. I I've, I think I've talked enough for right now. I want. I want to. I want to. I, I don't think that this could be a yeah. proper review of a live action Disney remake if we don't be mean to it. So I think we should. Sure. And I would like to hand it over to you guys about why, because you know, I, yeah, I, I think I made a case, my case for the movie, y- you know, for a movie yeah. that even then I'm still like eh, it was pretty good. I didn't love it. Yeah, I would see it again. 
but I would see it again too. Yeah, and, and again, I, I yeah. you pose the question: in do any of these movies? Is there a situation where you would choose to watch, sit down, and watch this, and not the original? And I would say this one's close to that. It's, it's the it's, closest that they have come, except for Cruella and Jungle Book. Yeah, you know those aside. We're not this talking one is about Cruella. Put that I know. In the I'm box. just saying. Just like, um, but uh, but this is definitely I don't like the closest. Yeah, I definitely would rather watch. You know, definitely more the Lion King or Beauty and the Beast or Pinocchio. <laughs> God, Pinocchio. Um, yeah, right. All that stuff. Um, but that being said, yeah, there's definitely things that. I don't like about this yeah. too. So, um, tell me of those things. Well, it's too long. Why is it? Why is it so long? <laughs> um, I mean, that's a symptom of other things, but uh, just in general, like all of these movies now are everything's too long. Everything's, and this is someone who will watch Lord of the Rings Extended Edition multiple times in a row and be happy with it. Yeah. When I'm saying things are too long, they're too long. Cut. Cut. Lord, cut Little Mermaid doesn't mean two hours and twenty minutes. I don't. I don't. Was it really that long? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, and uh, it's it's like it's it's almost an hour longer than the original. Yeah. The original is ninety minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, uh, that's yeah. insane. I mean, to its credit, it, like you said, they're generally I think everything was a good portrayed well and well you know produced and all that stuff. But like, I just I feel like it's just like every scene takes up one minute more than it needs to yes. just like squeeze just get it tighter just like come on it's it's um, pacing yeah. i mean a, a movie can be four yeah. hours long and if it's interesting the whole time then i don't it, yeah i don't care yeah you know um, um but i found myself in the theater checking my phone more often than i like to even admit because i definitely try not to do that in movie theaters but um uh and then the other thing that jumps out to me is something that i generally legitimately thought was like a not good like something i disliked were the new was the new music um and not just because it's new and everything bad's new it has to be the same no i'm not saying that i think that each kind of additional song i didn't like for different reasons mm-hmm. um the eric song was just very boring i thought it was just like yeah. boring nothing i i got really nothing out of it it felt like it was in there because they were adding to Eric's character, which I think is a good thing. I actually, in general, like that aspect of it a fair amount. Right. I just, the song felt just very arbitrary and, you know, forgettable. Um, the rap. Uh, oh, I, I got to talk um, about that. That's one of my bullet I, points. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the the scuttlebutt? What's the scuttlebutt? It's, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the, the only reason that existed is they wanted to get Aquafina to say the word butt a lot. <laughs> I mean, so mission accomplished is, yeah i guess that's true if that was their intent then a plus i uh, um, i have to go on a tangent yeah. here um okay <laughs> do you guys know about morning report yeah you know what i'm talking what, talk- do, you mean, well, what do you mean I, I, you mean the song the song you're you know what i'm talking about when i say the morning report the song yeah yes so yes. morning report is notoriously like the worst part of the broadway lion king show like in an oh, in an otherwise yes, okay. perfect show, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like my favorite stage show of all the time. Here's Morning Report, where Zazu shows up and gives a morning report, but as a weird little cartoony song, and I don't know anybody who likes that song. Um, and then, but the thing is that over time they have started removing that song from productions, and <laughs> now it's. It, you know, it, 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 they did this thing where um, in the 90s, not the 90s, early 2000s, when they were releasing all their uh, 
the animated musicals to to Blu-ray, yeah. they added a scene in Beauty and the Beast from the the Broadway show, which was Human Again, which I think is a great number. It's the um it's the big uh act two opening number. I think that's a great song. Mm. I think that's a great addition to the original musical and I think or the original mm-hmm. movie and I think they integrated it really well. So then when they yeah. did Lion King there's so many good songs from the Broadway show that they could have picked and they picked morning report. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't think you can get that version of the movie anymore. I don't think it's streaming. I don't think you can buy it. I don't think, I think Disney buried it, (laughs) but there are copies of the Lion King with the animated morning report. Um, Anyway. um, But now in the time that we're living in, it doesn't exist. It's not in the stage show anymore. It is gone. They effectively deleted it. And now here comes the Little Mermaid live action, and we have a song from a bird. What's the scuttlebutt? It's it is the rebirth of Morning Report. <laughs> uh, I mean, aside from the cringy, just like uh, let's put a rap song in here. Um, I, I it doesn't fit like that in and of itself is nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't like it's you're just forcing this square peg into a circle hole. That's not what Little Mermaid is. Like, why are you? Why is this genre of music in this movie? It you know doesn't make it doesn't you know what it feels like to me, and you know what really makes me think this because I know that I know that Alan Menken came back to work on some of the newer songs in this yeah. movie, which I want to talk about too. But uh, Scuttlebutt was by Lin Manuel Miranda, yeah, and <laughs> I, I feel like he's like, hey, I, Little Mer- you guys are doing Little Mermaid. I love Little Mermaid. Can I write a song? And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> if you gotta we need you to make more movies first in the future so okay if it'll it'll make you happy you can write the aquafina rap i don't know anybody who likes this song either (laughs) well i I wouldn't i wouldn't blame him as much well yeah sure blame him but i I think disney's definitely went after him i mean they they yeah i mean i feel like they have him on hot dial what is it called speed dial (laughs) speed to hot dial I like Hot Dial more, but um, yeah, it, he's just kind of their go-to. Just like, uh, we need to make this movie longer, I guess, for some reason, and we need more songs. Get Lin Manuel. There's other composers. Nope, get Lin nope, Manuel. Get him. I mean, I want to know. It's a, it's a chicken and the egg situation for me. Did they? Yeah. Like they they know like okay we're Aquafina scuttle, Aquafina raps, Lin Manuel writes rap. Which guess, concept maybe, came yeah, first? Which was the fir- which is the first thing? Did they go? We want Lin Manuel to write some music for this, and he said, "Oh, I'm going to do a rap, so we should get Aquafina." Or did it, what? I don't know. I want to know. Well, I think to... Aquafina is also on their speed dial too, right? At this point, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. They just, yeah. It they did just like, oh yeah, we love what you did with voice acting in Raya. You're in. You're back in. You're, you're in. You're another animal creature. Yep. Um, but, but like uh, another yeah. another thing I don't understand about these live action remakes, I have this criticism of pretty much every single one is that a a really well received Broadway version already exists for all of these movies <laughs> yeah. that has original music in it. Like yeah, when Belle runs away from the castle in Beauty and the Beast, the Emma Watson Belle, Beast sings a sad ballad. That's the same thing happens in the stage show, and that song is way better than the one they wrote for the movie. Mm. Why did they feel the need to I do that? I wonder if it's a rights, some weird dumb rights thing. Maybe? I, don't I don't know, know, but could be. It doesn't make. Yeah, the thing is that you were you specifically mentioned the Prince Eric song, just how yeah. dry it is. Yeah, he yeah. has an equivalent song in the stage show too, 
and it's and oh, it yeah. is once again a much better song yeah well yeah it's so weird that and so the and then the other third big addition i think there might have been more but those are the, these are three songs i remember that is when ariel first is on land and i actually think this is the best of the three i think it fits more with the movie it's more fun and peppy and it's about her like interacting with the human world for the first time and i actually think that that song's actually not bad what i don't like about it is that she's singing it right when she's supposed to be mute i know she's not actually singing right. it, it's in her head but it's right when that character is supposed to be mute and we're supposed to as an audience like oh she can't sing anymore we have her singing like wait no you're under my like so i actually like that i think the song's fine i just don't like how it's yeah integrated i don't know how else they do it without her like kind of sing. i don't know it just yeah just another and and if i'm i think if i'm gonna uh, compare with broadway again there is an equivalent song but on stage you kind of understand that okay we know the characters she can't talk but if she's bursting out into song it's it's non-diegetic that's how all musical numbers work we we kind of know that this isn't happening but the movie equivalent if 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 so, if none of the other songs are if they're all non-diegetic, you know, under the sea didn't actually yeah. happen. Then okay, well they made the the creative decision to have it sung in voiceover while her mouth is closed the entire sequence. Yeah. So it, it makes because it's film and it's film language. Now it's a montage. Yeah. And that's yeah. weird. I I couldn't enjoy anything about that sequence because I I couldn't help but think about how weird it all yeah. was and how weird of it the choices that were being made and uh yeah that didn't that was rough yeah i again i think actually the song again i think it fares is better than the other two yeah. and i like it for and it's as itself as a song it just it didn't work for me in the way it was integrated. no like, in the i agree with that i think i do like it as a song but I, as far as the additions go i think it's my least favorite even more so than scuttlebutt because no, right. um i guess scuttlebutt, scuttlebutt is short enough that, yeah you know it's kind of also pretty scuttlebutt yeah. ends up in after immediately after that is the funniest moment in the movie for me um when uh she throws the blanket on scuttle and and sebastian the crab and they sit there not moving for like a good 15 seconds in silence and then sebastian says scuttle you too close to me (laughs) i don't know why but i i i i I laughed very loud out loud and i was the only one in the theater when that happened that was (laughs) Like I don't know. What... Yeah, that that I did not get me, but I I liked that that someone laughed at it as, as much as it. Yeah, as you did. It's so. just such a weird little moment. I'm like, because it's like, yeah, why it are really they weird. sitting there in silence? Is that going to be <laughs> <laughs> not moving? Are they dead? <laughs> yeah. Um. Well. Other, so since we're kind of talking about criticisms, there's like I have like two or three other kind of broad notes. Oh, I got more. I got more. Let's keep. Well, them yeah, sure, yeah, but you know, plenty. so one of the I there's definitely some things in this that they added that I appreciated and I liked overall. But one thing that I did not like that they added was this whole subplot about like the sea gods and the humans have to are at, like the sea gods are at war with us and. What? I, don't, I didn't, I didn't understand like any of that. that? Stuff. Like, I didn't understand yeah. it. I didn't yeah. like it. I it didn't add anything. It didn't. I don't think it added anything. You know, I guess it's supposed to draw a little bit of a parallel between, you know, Triton and his kingdom and right. how the humans and they have their prejudices too. And and like what? What is what is she talking? about? I think about? it would have mattered more if the existence of the Sea World was 
like a known thing. Yeah, I, but it's very know, much just... mythological, even in the context of the movie. So it's like, well, yeah. what do you mean you're at war? It's like us saying we're at war with Martians. Like, okay, <laughs> okay, wait, now what now? Yeah, like that... <laughs> no, that was something that that was something that also bothered me because you have to you then get into you know you start asking questions about the how the world works and i always just yeah. assumed in the original that humans don't know that mermaids are real right yeah that's uh, there again it's a myth uh, like again uh, and i think that's fine that's that makes sense in the yeah. context of the film and and i'm and i'm you know if i'm going back to the once on this island thing like the gods in once on this island are characters and they're important and yeah. the character the other characters worship them and they they treat them as if they're real and they're the mythological fantasy element. So I'm wondering if they go, okay, we're going to do that too. But it, it doesn't. That doesn't work in this setting for me. And like you said, Sean, it doesn't add anything. It just takes up screen time. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 and yeah, and it, and it just confuses things too a little. Yes. Other maybe topic that maybe was an addition that didn't add anything was, well, debatably, is um, Eric's backstory. Now, on one hand, I kind of like, yeah, we should probably flesh out this character considering he's you know, the love yeah. interest and blah, blah, blah. And, and so that is one reason, Sean, like you said, I did like that they gave him a song. I didn't like the song itself. It was yeah. it was boring and just kind of like, okay, let's move things along here. <laughs> um, but, uh, but at the same time, I still like, I did like that they at least put some kind of effort into building his character. At yeah. the same time, I and like I'm not like I'm trying to decide why it matters that he was an orphan or like an adopted. Yeah, person. that part I don't know. Like I'm trying. Like, does it matter? Yet. Like, why does it matter? But in any case, the scene that maybe actually appreciate it the most is that like we get little droplets of like his backstory that like there's like early conversation with him and his adopted mother where um they, you know they they make that reveal or or whatever they're yeah, kind yeah. of discussing his his role in the kingdom, blah, 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 blah. But we just get little, little inklings of his backstory. But then there's a scene where he's about to monologue his backstory to Ariel after they get done with the big adventure. Or I think it's, yeah. Really yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so he's like, Oh, he's really going to open up to her and like spill out his whole backstory. And he gets like one or two sentences into the, his story and he's interrupted by something else they're like hey shut up there's there's a movie to two and like he and they never go back to his backstory and i loved it so that was the scene i laughed at because they're like oh man and i think like i want to say it's like they knew what they were doing they were meta like yeah we don't care about his backstory like we you thought we were gonna get a big backstory from him no it's not important let's move on Mm. so i i i want to give him credit for that one i uh i just had a really terrifying thought um (laughs) well please share okay so okay this is real they're making a a sequel to the live action lion king movie and somebody uh, that is terrifying that's that's terrifying in itself but somebody at disney some executor who somebody in an interview like this week said we envision lion king to have the potential as like marvel or star wars and we could turn it into a big sprawling Mega franchise. What? <laughs> what? Lion King? Yes. What? Live action Lion King. The, no. the worst live what? action remake. There are people at Disney who feel that it has franchise potential. This is. I'm not making this up. I'm, uh, this is real. You can look this up. This is something I just read. I came across my feeds yesterday. Um, 
I bring that up as potentially terrifying because we are talking about all these little hints at backstory to the Little Mermaid that don't go anywhere. Are they setting up sequels For to a, this too? A universe? No, and then they do a crossover and a, the whole Disney live-action universe. Is that what they're doing? Uh, or are they doing Kingdom Hearts? I mean, maybe. That that makes more sense than just a Lion King universe. <laughs> like, if they somehow tried to fit yeah, them just, all somewhat. In yeah, because... Lion King Ari- universe? Ariel, Ariel, okay, Little Mermaid, like, okay, ending on the Broadway show, they, they talk more about Triton and Ursula's relationship, about how their siblings... And about how their ki- the kids of Poseidon and Poseidon gifted them these magical artifacts, and how Triton kind of screwed Ursula over, and he's not portrayed quite as benevolently in the in the state stage musical, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you know they could have gone into that in this movie, but I yeah, there's potential for them to go into the gods and and do more with Little Mermaid if they were going to. I don't want them to, but if they were going to, yeah. but Lion King is just they're just animals. Yeah, they're yeah. they're just some it's animals like- in a field. <laughs> yeah it's not a very dynamic world they've built yeah. so far like you're right little mermaid does have more to work with right yeah because the, yeah they uh, touch why, on, uh, yeah. Whatever. no uh this is not That's here there, nor there but it reminded me uh at big joel's youtuber who i mentioned on previous episodes but he did a video essay a couple weeks ago where he just reviewed every single one of the disney uh animated sequels uh-huh. at like yeah. So, Little Mermaid two and Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast holiday fun time. And <laughs> what about and the Aladdin anyways, ones? The Aladdin ones are pretty good. Yeah, he t- yeah he actually says Aladdin, especially the second one. He's like, this is one of the better ones. But it, you know, he briefly talks about each one, and he has funny take. And there's like one part where he's talking about the Brother Bear sequel, apparently they made, and he's just like, who are the? How are these characters sexually attracted? It's like because at the end of Brother Bear, I guess they both turn into bears, mm. and he's like, how does? So like, it's this person. Because if you're a human who's turned into a bear, are you now attracted to other bears? Or, are like, why would you want to be married to this other bear? Even though you're both bears, doesn't mean you're attracted to a bear as a former human that is now... Anyway, it's just... But it reminded me of uh, kind of what you're saying, this universe. Like, everything has to have sequels. Right. And everything has to be built into a franchise and stuff. I don't, I don't um, know if you know, but uh, Cinderella 3 um, is supposedly really, really good. And without without oh, right. going too much into it, Cinderella three has time travel. It has Ooh. a re- it has a redemption arc for one of the ugly stepsisters, <laughs> and it also has a scene where the prince jumps out of a window. Man, that actually does sound good because there's already remake... yeah. They should just skip the original classic animated movies and just do live action remakes of the st- sequels of the Disney movie. Like, well, let, yeah, I want to see yeah. more. Um... Return to Oz is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, Return to Oz is already live action. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, but it's it's a sequel, and it just goes to to Bonkers Land oh, immediately. Yeah, it just oh, goes right. straight there. Yes. Yeah. yes, take all. Yeah, skip Cinderella too. In fact, I just want to know Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with time travel and Cinderella. Um. <laughs> um. Well, good. Back to Little Mermaid. I agree with what you're saying. The the point of him, I don't know why he had to be adopted. I, maybe because they were really thinking of this more plausible reality based world where it's a Caribbean island, mm-hmm. so the indigenous people are going to yeah, be dark okay. skinned. But but in that case, why not just make Eric an indigenous like prince? Why does he have to be a, a 
European prints. I don't know. Right, like, that, that... It does feel like maybe they thought about it, but I'm still not really sure if it adds to anything either way that he's in. Right. And see, that's, what, that's why my, my tinfoil hat theory of, of this having been inspired by Once on this Island, yeah. um, I feel like if that's true, then that's yeah. where some of the analogies start to fall apart. And it doesn't quite work in that context in some ways. Yeah. Um, but it it's something. It's a, yeah, it is something it's, for it's sure. It's at least the lens to watch yeah. to view this movie through. And it's it's more so than... The, the setting, for me, it's more so than anything that most of these other live-action movies do. Um, yeah, I agree. And I think to the greater purpose of just... You know, maybe the adoption stuff doesn't quite work. But in general, one thing, you know, I mentioned, but I like that Eric is now an actual character. Right. Like, yeah, there's there's that element where it's like, oh, are they just doing it because, you know, Little Mermaid is criticized and she doesn't have agency agency and stuff like which I think are blown out of proportion. That's Little Mermaid is fine. Like, we don't I don't like the idea of Disney remakes trying to fix some this notion of oh the original had problematic things in it and stuff like yeah okay whatever who cares we don't need to fix them but i like that eric is a full character and he's kind of a doofus but he's well-intentioned kind of naive yeah. and yeah, i don't know i and i think they had chemistry i think it were i, I yeah, like that i, I like I that, do like that something too. i thought was um since you brought it up though this movie yeah. does fix one of the things that i had an issue with the original is that by the the third act ariel has nothing to do yes and it yeah, and just yes, by the yes, simple true. act of having her drive a boat into Ursula, which is insane, yeah. um, and always has been, that at least is like it, it's, it, yeah. By the by the end of that original movie, she's just waiting around for everybody else to 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 complete yeah, the story, right. and that not, well, not not so much in like a like oh it's problematic. It's just like it's I don't know. It becomes less interesting to me that yeah, way. Yeah, it's not a great story. It's I think from a story, story perspective. Yeah, it, that's, yeah exactly. that's what I mean. Right. It, it's, yeah. yeah, she's our main character. Yeah, she's on the sidelines for the final... Right. That, yeah, that, that always much. kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Right. And But on the flip side, having... You know, Eric having did the boat killing um, also showed Triton that he was worthy of... Yeah, there was His daughter, part of, kind of a thing. reason and, to and, it. And redemption well, yeah. for, for the humans, in a way. No, that's true, How, so, yeah. So you know, so okay, you you can't win them all unless you can. And here's my pro- here's here's my way to do it: have them freaking work together in the climax. Yeah, yeah. I... Have them get to the boat together and say, "She doesn't freaking know how to drive a boat." Okay, but yeah. Eric does because he's a sailor. And whatever it, you come up, and now we get to see them working together and having chemistry in a stressful situation. And so they're overcoming a challenge together i thought they did have good chemistry on 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 camera during when they're having fun but man doesn't that make their relationship that much stronger to see them work together in this way man it would have been so easy to just have ariel distract ursula i'll distract her while you do a thing Yeah. yeah or or any number of things in, in, in so long as they're working together to exactly. overcome the problem. Yes. And then you could have your cake and eat it too, right? Yeah. Ariel gets to have agency. Eric is to be the hero and be, and redeem humans in Triton's eyes. Um, yeah. And then yeah. you go, yeah, it's yeah. obvious. Triton goes, it's obvious these two have to be together. It, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. If he, yeah. like, even, like, somehow, well, he would be kind of dead ish, but, like, somehow, if you could even maybe see them working together, like, oh, I do see that she loves him, or, you know, he, she belongs up there, and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but on the, on the other hand, when Ursula dies, she doesn't get all, like, lightning. No, skeleton-y. I hated that. Yeah. And so it, it gets negative marks for me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, It actually was funny. I like that scene happened and then it was like over. I'm like, oh, oh, I guess that that's how she dies and it's over. I was like, very quick. This is this is the uh, Disney California Adventure ride version of it where. Uh, if you recall, the Ursula dying is just kind of in the no. background and it's never. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. That's not How did we win? No, no, just, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Get off. No. Get off. Get no. out. We ran out of space in the um, building. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, so in general, though, I think that was again. An imp- I, I don't know if I want to even say improvements, but something I appreciated and liked about the film, Eric, in general. Another thing I didn't like in overall, and this has also been, you know, somewhat in the discourse, but uh, I, I think I liked the film more, or yeah, when she got out of the water. The second half of the film, when she's above lane, and yeah. it's a oddly ironic fish out of water story more. But why is the above lane more colorful than the the sea? Like it's so dark, and and I don't like the creature designs. And I know that's been yeah. a, gets a lot of hubbub, but I'm not gonna lie, flounder looks kind of gross, and I don't like flounder. I, I, how he looks, I feel well, like he doesn't also do anything. No, like, I, in the he original, do he was like this charming. Almost yeah. kind of felt like he had a crush on Ariel or something. Uh, like there was yeah. some sort of character there. He doesn't do anything. The, <laughs> it doesn't help that he looks like a fish, and we know that fish are mindless, dumb millions of them that we see every day. When you right. have a character that looks like that, to like attribute person, you know, to personify that is a lot harder than if you have a cool, cute, animated face doing yeah. right. And, and and this is a little bit what I was getting at in terms of Disney doesn't. Like it feels like Disney doesn't understand why these animated movies yeah. are so beloved. Is they're colorful and yeah. loud and vibrant, and the, char- the characters are very emotive. All these animals have been anthropomorphized, and they're expressive, and they're playing instruments, and they're dancing around, and they're singing, and and Flounder is mischievous, right? He's <laughs> yeah. he's in, all- and they removed all of that. There's no personality in any of the creatures' faces or, or body. They don't they don't play instruments. Negative marks once again. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That's something I wanted to. Talk I about will too. say I I was surprised at how much the Under the Sea was still actually better than I was expecting it to be because uh, especially because up to then the sea had just kind of been like eh, it's dark or whatever. But that it was more colorful than I was expecting and a little bit more flamboyant than I was expecting. Especially like after I just can't wait to be king and how disappointing that sequence was yeah. from Lion King. I think this is a better version of that, but it still doesn't stand up to the original. I don't think in terms of just <laughs> the sheer fun, colorful, right, and you know absurdity of it all yeah i i I, and yeah i agree and also because like the the lyrics are so fun and there's so many clever lyrics in a lot of these songs in the original and the the whole um the bridge of the song the where there's all those fish puns that the new play the flute the car play the harp did you guys notice that in the movie when he's singing that it's a shot of sea turtles crawling around for that entire (laughs) verse i do remember yeah what what oh you're right yeah a bunch of the lyrics do not match what visually we're seeing I did notice that. Yeah, like it, he's announcing all these things about the, yeah, all these animals playing instruments, and that's how I made I made note of that. I was like, so yeah, but they're not doing the things you're describing. Well, yeah, that's that's where you get into the weird territory of um, yeah. we're doing this live action, so there needs to be an element of realism. 
but it's all ridiculous. But then you can't, so you can't like magic and mermaids. That's fine, but having fish play instruments, that's too, that's too <laughs> far. Because then you have to ask, I, like, where did they get the instruments? Did they make them? How did they make these instruments? <laughs> then you start questioning everything. They don't have a well, yeah, you know, opposable thumbs. But and... I was already sort of questioning it because, like. <laughs> Yeah, again, questions we shouldn't be asking, I suppose. But Triton, like, in the original was very, like, well, all of in Sebastian was like, oh, they're barbarians. They they kill us and stuff. It's like, the ocean is nothing but animals just murdering each other all the time. <laughs> Literally, the first scene is a shark trying to kill the main character. Like, <laughs> If fish could talk and I stuck my head underwater, I would, all I would hear is... Is fish screaming like ah? Yeah. I thought I looked like that rock. It's like well, Triton. <laughs> Sorry, I, Triton. Look, you're I've, humans are the dominant species on the land. You guys are the dominant species under here. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. So that doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't roll for me. Yeah. Sorry. Also, I I, I butchered that Mitch Hedberg joke, but what? Well, okay. Why did they cut out the French chef? Yeah, I. That's. Yeah. Another, I was disappointed. That was definitely something I was waiting for. I'm like. Oh, this French sub, Rene Argebenois. Odo's going to be in here. Cut it all. Cut it all. Bomber. Um, Well, he's dead. I was just going that. Um, So my pitch, too, for the underwater stuff is, like, they already had this. Go wash bed knobs and broomsticks, and you have the plan for a perfect rendition of what you could do. If you're making a live-action Little Mermaid... That's fine. She gets out of water. It's almost like a Wizard of Oz moment. Or, you know, like she wakes up in the real world and it's more realistic. But imagine if like the whole everything under the sea is literally animated. Like bed noms and broomsticks. Or maybe CG. Fine. Whatever. Or, like, but it's enchanted. like actual. Or enchanted, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I well, like that's something, well, right? They, There's something then there. Then couldn't you just reuse the footage from the original movie? Yes, yes. I, I would be more okay with that. Uh, as opposed to just like, I don't understand why, like, so it has to be, what is this agenda that they feel must be adhered to that things need to be realistic? Because it's not that it's live action. Sure, you have Holly Berry and, and Javier Bardem doing mocap in no, no, nothing at all resembling reality in terms of how it's being filmed. Everything in the shot is actually animated. It's CG right. and you know, produced. So what you're not actually lo- filming live action. It's not actually live action. You're still animating it. Why not make it? If you're going to animate it, then animate it, make it colorful, make it like yeah. that. And then you can have your cake and eat it too. Again, by when she goes to the real world or, you know, the, the surface world, then you have, Oh, it's, it's a live action movie. It's, it's bed knobs and brooms. It's Roger rabbit. Like fun reference. I was thinking of Roger that extreme, rabbit but, yeah. but something like bed that. Bed knobs and broomsticks underrated. I think. Right? Yeah. There you go. It's right there in front of you. Um, so just, and again, I'm not even, I don't even necessarily think it like looks whole, wholly bad in and of itself, the underwater stuff. It's just, again, we're comparing it to <laughs> the obvious, like the thing. Why would we not compare it to the thing? But man, bed knobs and broomsticks. Bed knobs and broomsticks, man. I, I, I haven't, Sean, I stopped paying attention to anything you're saying because I couldn't stop thinking about <laughs> bed knobs and broomsticks. Le- le- what a weird movie. Learn. Uh, yeah. Learn witchcraft, fight Nazis. That's the yeah, moral. Exactly. I would love to see. Well, there's a not been a more timely film that needs to be do a live action remake. Yes, <laughs> just just Man. a straight up remake. That's good. That's fine. Yeah, no, yeah. Why not? Learn witchcraft, fight Nazis. I'll learn a lesson from Bed Nazi Six. It's the movie we need right now. <laughs> exactly. You know what? You're right. It is. 
<laughs> okay, sorry. We can go back to Little Mermaid. <laughs> well, we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean, I would, let's do a review of Pinnas and Broomsticks. <laughs> I don't know. I can't stop thinking about not, that movie right now. Have we still not reviewed something that's like old? Because that would be quite that would have. be quite no. the pick for yeah. our first one. <laughs> the first yes, one to go would. back to. Man. Well, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll save that for. Um, our yeah, we'll day. save it. Um, well, I'm uh, trying uh, to think. Uh, yeah, what Ryan? I know you said you had some more. Yeah. Well, I wanted to. We were talking about flounders a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not too much more to say because there's not a whole lot to say at all. But if you recall, the end of the Under the Sea song. Flounder comes and tells Ariel, whispers something in your ear that the audience doesn't hear because the music's going oh, yeah. on. But and that's where she vanishes. Right. Um. At the end of the song, in this one, that doesn't happen. And so when Sebastian she's gone, yeah. turns, she's just gone. Like, oh wow, Ariel's just a freaking. <laughs> she jerk. disappeared. She's just yeah. a freaking bad she person. Leaves, especially to which I don't know if I, I didn't really like this is when she was she started singing in there. She was doing the what, uh, yeah. what I don't know musical term, but where she's like singing underneath it. She was just singing. She and was then into she just it. Leaves. Why was she? Why didn't she? Yeah, she had to. So that, again, that makes it makes me feel well. Yes, but it, it, the fact that she leaves makes her feel like even more of a jerk. Because in the in the original in the animated one, I got the sense that Ariel was a little. Um, she's a, not airheaded, but she's very impulsive. She yeah, like she see, like she doesn't really think about the consequences of her action. Well, that's obvious. Yeah. That's that's the whole yeah. Um, that's the movie. But. Yes, the movie. But when Flounder comes and gets her, she like she forgets this musical thing's even happening, right? <laughs> yeah. She is so yeah. distracted by Flounder. So removing that, I think, was a mistake, right? Like, why remove it? Also, like it's like one of those inter- like weird choices. Yeah. To be honest, that, like, I I never even realized that Flounder does that in the original. I didn't know that until right now. Um, oh really? Yeah. Oh man, I love. I don't, for some reason, I love that little part because it, it it gives Flounder like he's in on it, right? right. Like, I, like he's, I don't know. It just gives him an, a, just a little bit of a personality. Uh, if I'm being honest, I, I've never liked Flounder. Um, you were you're bringing up Fla- <laughs> you were bringing up Flounder, and <laughs> one thing is that you were you were talking about the the Flounder in the original. He said it's almost like he's in love with her. In the stage show, he actually is. That's real. He actually sings a solid yeah. love song. Yeah. Um, but I I think Flounder is hideous in this movie, and I think he's hideous yes. in the original as well. I think he's a well. He's a well, he's, he's, he's an awful he's like monstrosity. <laughs> I mean, he is just as much. It's just as legit for him to be in love with Ariel than a human. She's half like, like she, she's yeah. half of a fish. So she, I mean, he, I guess he's <laughs> right. Like what they equally. Have I don't the want to same explore this. Justification. <laughs> I don't want to go down this. No, you're right though. They they should they they have the right to be equally attractive. <laughs> I don't I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about It's just like that skit on SNL, the centaurs. I know the centaurs. Are you attracted to other horses? But let's say you saw a horse where you could only see it from the behind. And you wouldn't know if it was a centaur or a horse. Would you be attracted then? Yeah, so if if she, if Eric saw just a fishtail, God, I love that fish ass. Also, Maybe this is something that was in the animated, but I don't remember. But they specified the ages in this, and that's all, like, wait a second. They, she's sixteen, and he's twenty-one. Yeah, let's not do that. Why did why did why did they say well, that? Why did they? Have it's to a do weird that? thing to say, but also if it was in the what is it the eighteen hundreds? Yeah, mean, it's obviously back then. It was more. Time. That's fine, but I don't think you we didn't need have to, to say it. 
You didn't you, have to say that. Why did you say that? <laughs> you don't say that. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't have to do the oral. The movie would have been fine without the oral. <laughs> yeah, but that, it's like those things. It's like, why did you add that? No one was asking for. Yeah. Like, Speaking of why it's did like you add that? If, um, yeah. Ooh, in the in the, in the um, poor unfortunate souls, which I by the way just. I thought Melissa McCarthy was great. I was, I was, yeah, I, actually I, I, she I was not looking forward to her casting. I didn't think that was going to be good casting, yeah. but I thought it was, she was perfect. But um, yeah. they, 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 they changed the spell so that she, they add a clause where she oh, yeah. can't remember. Yeah. Remember? When does what does that? Well, look, no, they. I don't know. When, no, when does that come I into play? I knew this is where you were going with this. I, I, I knew exactly what you were saying when you said that because that's my biggest like why but it's she doesn't amend the clause she just she cheats basically yeah i mean i guess but it's just why not just make the part of i'm just saying how does that how does that change the story how does it matter so the the only thing i could think of is that it gives more like a sense of what sebastian and scuttle and flounder have to do like i don't know because it doesn't make but then she remembers very quickly and then it is it's a plot. Well, no, that... but it's but it's also weird because there's a scene where Sebastian's like telling her she's like, like the first morning she's like, don't you remember? You have to kiss him after three days, and she's just like blankly staring as if she can't hear him or right. something. I, like I'm, it's like the I'm, spell is so like she can't even recognize when someone is telling her. Yeah, I was like, flabbergasted what? by that entire choice, and then also the Sean that scene. Like, okay, yeah. on one thing is like, yeah, Matt, as you're saying, if Ursula can just cheat. Oops, yeah. you can't breathe air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. didn't mention anything about that. You still, your your internal biology is still exactly the same. You just happen right. to have legs <laughs> now. Have legs. <laughs> yeah. So it, it really is stupid. Yes. Just on all levels. And I don't know just why. it Because it, also, it re, in my opinion, it does kind of remove agency from Ariel. Because what does she think she's doing? Like, what is going well, through her head? Well, maybe... Like, Part of me is wondering if that's why they thought they needed to add it, because it felt like, oh, she's just trying to get the kiss for the sake of the kiss, and it's not authentic. So if we make her forget, so that way when she kisses her, it wasn't kisses him, it wasn't like she was just doing it for that reason. But she's already in love with him. It's not like it would I, be inauthentic. Know. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree, but I'm just she trying to think of why they would have... I, yeah, I don't know the why. To get, I'm just trying to come up with a reason to get why. Him to fall in love with her, so it do, it makes right. even less yeah. sense. I, I don't yes, know. I don't it, know. It, I, uh, yeah, it's, I was. It just confuses things. I'm not, again, yes. like it's it's what happens when you think about something too hard. I guess I don't. That's not even the right way to put it. Because, but it's like you you're trying to solve problems that aren't really problems when you're like, obviously the animated ninety minute eighty nine film. It, it's not like a testament to plot or you know watertight plotting or anything like that but oh, that was nice never pun. why people like those films that's not like why those stand up and that's not the charm or the appeal of those and obviously there's little things here and there that you could poke holes in but yeah those are fairy tales that's kind of the fun you don't need to like somehow like, have to answer everything scientifically i don't i don't know it just is it just feels very boardroomy yes right it yes, feels it like does. they kind of discussed this yeah. in a boardroom it's, it's and like had to come up with the committee solutions like well what if uh, she like kind of forgets things and then like, i don't know just didn't i don't know I, don't, I didn't really like that either yeah um i will say maybe it's tied to that but i i 
thought they did a good job of portraying Ariel. Well, I, I just thought actually Halle Berry was fantastic. I thought she was actually really yeah, great. Yeah, she was really good. Um, but in her portrayal of Ariel, not just being like a teenage dumb love-struck girl who just loves a guy. Like, I think they did a really good job of portraying her as someone who's obviously in fact, not infatuated, but like uh, drawn to this person specifically, but be, but it being so much more than that, that it's not just about Eric. It's about the greater world at large. And that part of why she wants to be with Eric is because that's a representation of her wanting to be free and wanting to explore this other world and, and see new things. Yeah. And I think they did a good job of like, you know, portray her portraying it or I don't know the writing or just the visuals of, of, of her being feeling more mature. I don't know if that's the right word. I, I, um, I agree with what you're saying to an extent, because you're, you're saying that they do a good job of making it not all about the guy, but I, yes, I think you're a addressing, good, yeah, a crit- I, I think you're addressing a criticism that I never agreed with in the first place is that, the in the the in the original movie she's doing it for a guy she's changing for a guy i don't i feel like what yep. you're saying is positive in this movie is still strong in the original yep. because part, yeah, part of your part of your yeah. world the song part of your world which is very yeah, near yeah. and dear to my heart yeah. i love that song it's the ultimate mm-hmm. i want song is sung before yeah. she even sees eric it, yeah, I think true. I think yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. that's that musical theme is the theme for the entire movie. It's the emotional yeah, yeah, musical theme. And and I don't think that I think Eric is what is the is the tipping point. I think yeah, it's what yeah. it's kind of the it's catalyst. The catalyst. For He's it like, all. okay, yeah, all right. I, I that's that's good enough reason for yeah. me. Now I'm going. You know, um Yeah. I think so yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I, I think yeah, they did they, they did a <laughs> yeah, good that's job. That's a good in this point. One. And maybe it's just something I wasn't actively thinking. I haven't seen the anime. Yeah, and I don't blame you for that because I I see that that criticism and written in think pieces over and over again, Mm -hmm. and it's just such a like yeah, it's such a shallow reading again. Yeah, just very rote. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired of that. It's like the it's like Mm -hmm. the um, uh, Bell has Stockholm syndrome, and it's like no, no, because she's putting Beast in her his place for (laughs) like it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I. very much agree like i agree with yeah your matt your reading of the original but i think yeah they also they expanded on those things in the right way in this yeah. one and yeah. and in addition to her wanting to already be part of that world i felt like the eric love in this one was even stronger yeah like yeah she sees that he's also a collector right when she yeah that say, scene like, was i like that these, scene actually a lot yeah. yeah there's those good those good scenes that makes me feel like the relationship is more genuine even if in the original maybe like you know you could you could throw arguments that like oh it yeah yeah, whatever and see what you just mentioned there is a good example of the reasons why i do think this is one of the stronger ones it's like what are they adding what 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 new take in in that case it's character development and it's it's strengthening that relationship it's making it not seem as superficial and yeah i I can imagine that you guys you haven't seen the original in a long time it's easy to kind of misremember certain things like that so but you know when they go out of their way to strengthen those things yeah that's that's good that's points for the movie good job that's what a that's what a reimagining a remake should do right yeah it it should it's Um, one of the things but but as we oh go ahead yeah i was just gonna say say, but on the other hand we've also mentioned things where they've added that are quite 
confusing and weird and bad. Yeah. Right. And I and I yeah. think when ultimately we go back to our original cynical take, it's just like, well, yeah, Disney's got this factory assembly line set up and they're going to make it no matter yeah. what. You're going to have good calls and you're going to have bad calls and it's going to ha- depend on yeah. your artistic team. And I think that this one yeah. had one of the better artistic teams working on it. And, you know, but yeah. it's still the, the original concept. If it's make this so we can make money, then that's never a good it's it's different than yeah. somebody says I really have an interesting take on the Little Mermaid and I really want to do this take on it. Not yes. well, it's right. going to happen anyway, so let's do the best job we can. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, part of it too is like you know, and and this is I'm sure discussion we've had in some form or another on previous episodes, but um, I'm I'm trying to kind of put my head in the, my my place in the headspace of just judging this film on its own. It's hard to do. And it's impossible yeah. to do for us, right? Like, But, like, let's say you're a 12-year-old kid who, for whatever reason, has never seen, heard of, or knows about the animated version. And you just watch this. I think that would be great, right? That's that's cool. That's that's a good thing. I mean, I think this is a good version of that. Um, and so, like, if you were in that case and you were just able to judge this film on its own, yes, like we have all said, I think, generally speaking, there's a good film. There's a but that's not what the like and and this is where it's like this weird disney double thing that you have to be in for any of this to make sense you have to have a undying nostalgic love for everything that you liked as a kid and yet have a goldfish's memory and forget anything that you ever loved so that they could remake it again and have it like right like what do they want us to do do they want us to like these classics because if that's the case, then they're there. We could watch them. We're there, go watch them. They're there. They're good. Or do they want us to not like the classics and forget the classics so that when they come out with new movies, quote unquote new movies, but the same story as a new movie, we could like this more. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, what What do they even want? And I, this is what you're maybe saying, Ryan. Like, and Chew, like I don't even think they know. No I one knows I, why I, this I is happening. I think it's because well, other than money, no, other I think, than I think whatever, it's because but... we were kids when the original came out, and now we're old enough to have kids who are the same age as we were when the original came out. So they know that we're going to take the kids because we have fond memories and nostalgia of the original, and the kids will grow up watching this version, and then they this will be their that. Uh, so uh, yeah, I guess is, but I'm just saying, is that they make more money by re by. <laughs> By having it in theaters and making a new version, then just like hoping that I do they? I think so. Then do then, they make like, more? Want, if you're well, for so this is a question paying, I had. What oh, if? What because they had to, this cost what a hundred fifty two hundred million? I don't know. However, plus marketing, like this is a hundreds of million dollar endeavor for them to make something like the Little Mermaid or the Lion King or the Beauty Base. How much money would it really cost them for them to just re-release the animated movie in theaters and market it and publicize uh, no, it? That's a very yeah, that's yeah, a really yeah. good point. But, yeah. Mar- and marketed as like a HD, like they they've gone through and polished sure, the yeah, whatever, or something right, right? To, like, to make it feel new and fresh, and it'll, and it will. I mean, make it look good, right? Like polish it up, whatever magical techniques they can do to do that. Yeah, and re-release it. I would go see it. I would go see. I would go see, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. And the cost seem the cost to profit ratio seems way higher, com- completely way higher, right? Like than something like this, which is a risk too, right? This is obviously a huge risk. Not all of these have been huge money makers, um, but the ones that are, you know, they, they do, but, uh, but this film is 
and generally these films are so banking on you like they're shot for shot some of this stuff is line for line and shot for shot the animated movie it's an element that cannot exist in isolation and be judged on its own in isolation because it wasn't created that way or with that intent it they created these scenes so that we would recognize that it's the same shot and like when she bursts from the wave on the rock as much as that's an iconic thing from the animated thing, part of me is like, no, I I just want to, you just reminded me of the animated yeah, movie. That yeah. I want to go see the animated movie now. Like, and this is kind of what we're talking about with, like, Jungle Book and Cruella. And, like, those are different things. You're at least banking on the nostalgia in terms of the pure aesthetic appeal. Like, oh, we know those characters and we know this world. So that hooks us. But, oh, it's a different story. Oh, you have a different message. Oh, there's different things going on. This is new. Like, to me, that is worth the risk. That that justifies yeah. putting the, this out. And as much as I do think this is a good film, blah, 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 I just, I still cannot understand it. I still don't understand what is going on. What, like, and even, like, from a very cynical money's-only perspective, it doesn't make sense to me hey. compared to other options. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I don't know. I kind of, yeah. I, I'm at the point where I just, I kind of, I don't really care anymore. <laughs> like it's, I've, I've given oh, up yeah, trying yeah, to understand. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's, this is what's happening, I guess. <laughs> and that's what I mean. It's just like, it, I don't like, it's just, this thing is happening. We all just have to accept it. Even the people doing it have no control. <laughs> like why, why is it, why, what someone doesn't, it doesn't have to. No, it, it does. Why? Why does it have to? I don't know. That's just what's happening. Yeah. I don't know. But um, at least, I mean, if they're all, if they were all this quality, I think I would probably be less cynical about it too. You know, it would be like, okay, well, it was still an entertaining viewing and stuff. Unfortunately, they're not all like this, right? Right. And, and that's why I think the cover song analogy is a good analogy. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I really like that analogy. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting too because, like, I'm trying to think some cover songs are so good that you don't even know their covers and maybe that's what they're going for right like i don't know i'm trying to think like um i fought the law on the law one by the clash right that's a cover i didn't know that was a cover for ages right no one knows that's a cover everyone just knows that song right right yeah maybe that's what they're going for like oh i didn't know but but in those cases like you said matt they are adding something that the Clash's version of that song, they are adding something to that song. They're putting their take on it. There's a different element there. It's, it's not just the, let's try to duplicate, you know, mm-hmm. the, the original and is, I mean, is as close as possible. Right. And I don't, yeah. I don't think that they've gotten there yet. I think, I think the jungle book is the closest they've come, but even then, mm-hmm. if yeah. your litmus test is, would I ever watch this over the original? My answer to that one is eh, maybe. And that's as close yeah. as they've gotten so far for me, at least. Um, and, yeah. you know, maybe they will get there. I mean, they're going to run out and then they're going to start. They're going <laughs> to yeah, have to start funny. remaking the weird ones. Are we going to get a live action Great Mouse Detective? Are we, are we going to get a live action um, Home on the Range? We're. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I've never Are seen that. Are we going to get a live-action Black Cauldron? Ooh, see, now I would, if 
if they did that, that series, that actually right. I don't want sense. a live. I don't want a live. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. And I don't necessarily want an adaptation of well, the specific. Right. I just want no, an just adaptation of, of that the book. Right. Because yeah. yeah. Blockhausen's yeah. the second book, I think. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no. Yeah. Exactly. Like our. Like I mean, what they? What's in the work? I know they're doing a Hercules, right? Isn't that? All right. Let works? me pull up the Wikipedia. All right. Mo- I heard Moana. They're I doing a live action Moana, which came out whatever. Like seven years seven. ago, and they're already remaking. Like, okay, May twenty twenty six. There are fourteen more in the works. Let's see, Snow oh, Snow White. That's that. There's enough live action Snow Whites. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh no, my browser froze. I mean, at a certain point, some of these are so just like classic fairy tales. Are they? I mean, I guess they are going to be specifically the imagery yeah. from the animated. Yeah, they are the going Disney to be replicating. Version. So it is a remake, but it's just like yeah. Right. All of these are just fairy tales. You can make a version of The Little Mermaid that doesn't have to be a remake of the Disney animated Little Mermaid. So that's the next one. And then also next year is The Lion King. Mufasa, colon, The Lion King. So it's it's a prequel, maybe? Yeah, it's a prequel. That's what it is. Lilo and Stitch, uh, Moana, uh, Hercules, uh, Hunchback, Robin Hood, uh, a sequel to the live-action Aladdin. Um, which stars the <laughs> the prince who gets bitten by the tiger at the beginning is the main character. Oh, really? Yes. I actually kind of like that guy. Uh, Sword in the Stone, Bambi. Uh, uh, I'm dreading the Bambi one. Yeah, it's gonna be like Sword in the Stone again. though. I could see that one being. I mean, fun. I guess, but I don't really think Sword in the Stone is a good movie. Um, it, it, no, but I think that's maybe it's kid, like a, yeah. it's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, three yeah. episodes of a TV show. Uh, yeah, it does kind of feel that way, but that's why maybe the movie could be like kind of interesting. Yeah. If, again, if sure, they yeah. if they just take the f- the feel and the flavor of the content as opposed to like, yeah. well, let's read the script and have the character say the lines. No, you know yeah. what? Actually, I think that one does have potential because I think that that one would yeah. lend itself well to a very drastically rewritten story. Yes, if they are willing, they're to, willing do to do that, that. which I want. Th- right. Like, yes, I'm exactly. more even if they fail largely i'm kind of more you know they fail huge yeah that's the thing right it, adverb there but you know what i'm saying like i would almost rather that it's like oh that's what i mean it's like i get if, if you don't like krilla that's totally fine but i think that's why that worked so well for me it's like yes well, it's a they, new story. they did it's something a new, it's that's it's a, a new something story. yeah and yeah. i think that if there's less on the line i mean i don't know anybody who's like a rabid um sword <laughs> in the stone fan like not in the way that people right. are really yeah, into yeah. the classics you know so if they yeah, did yeah, something yeah. drastic and they took some risks and it didn't pay off, well, okay, who yeah. cares? They it's sort of in the stone, yeah. yeah you exactly. know, um, that's what I want to see. Yeah, yeah take it. Give us a Atlantis or Treasure Planet or I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, it, the other thing too is that like we're just like so we don't even. I mean, we do, but question like that they just have these things have to be remade. Why? Why do they have to be remade? I I understand that. I guess it's easier than writing a new thing because you don't have to come up with, you know, a new story. Sure. But I don't know. There's so many stories in human (laughs) history and the world. Can you really not find other stories that you can just adapt? Here's an idea. Shakespeare wrote 40 something odd plays. What if you just 
Disney, there you go. There's your next 40 films. Do the Shakespeare. Like, right? That's something. That's, like, again, you don't have to write the story. You don't have to come up with characters. It's the same thing as these adaptations you're doing of your old things. But at least there's something new there. There's something that we could, I don't know, I feel like get something out of that is different. Well, I guess they I technically know. have already done that, right? Isn't Lion King just Lion King, anyway? Well, yeah, Lion there's King a few. Yeah, Lion yeah, King yeah. 2 is Rob Angel then. Well, there you go. So, I guess in some ways, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, right? That, or, or I don't or, know. What whatever. about what about this, Sean? What about Bed Knives and Broomsticks? I don't know if anyone thought of that yes. yet. Yes. Well, hey, Live action remake of Bed Knives and Broomsticks. Yeah, okay. I think we might be on something. Actually, technically, they already tried uh, that. They did it with Peach Dragon. And I didn't, uh, well, I couldn't. Oh, you're Is that right. after Bed Knives and Broomsticks? Um, oh, I see what you did. They yeah, remade though, Peach Dragon, yeah. which was live action and animated. And they, I, I never saw I started watching it, and I fell asleep about... 15 minutes into it um but i have heard yeah, that no. from some people that that one's pretty good but i didn't hold my interest huh, yeah. so <laughs> I'd, <laughs> I'd never seen it so maybe i'll have to go check that out yeah. was, was that like the first like before the actual era really no i don't on. think so i think we were already it was after like cinderella. we were already into that era yeah, cinderella oh, was the first cinderella i think was one of the alice although alice it is funny because Oh, Alice. Yeah, but I don't. That, was that kind of what's yeah. considered? Like, I kind of feel like that one is different than the rest. I of think. Them. I th- no. I think that's. I, I. But I would put it from the same conveyor belt, more so than I. More I so, just. More so. I, I mean, I never saw. Oh it. well, that's good. <laughs> well, yeah, I heard it's not great. I just mean that it's not as specific. It doesn't feel as strictly beholden to the animated, specifically Disney animated version of Alice in Wonderland. It seems like they're doing. No, more... that's true. It's actually a sequel. Okay, well, that's right. Yeah. 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 Also, they did Wizard of Oz. I mean, it wasn't Disney, but I think there was an era where people Uh, were going back to these old. Well, what's actually funny is, as much as kind of saying Cruella and how it's the outlier in all of these, it was the. That was. I don't know if it was the. But what was the. The uh, Glenn Close. Mm. Oh, yeah. One Dalmatians from the aughts or 90s. Like, that was well before this. Was there two of those? Yeah, I think they They made two of them, even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so they've been doing uh, this for a while, I suppose. Yeah, it's not new, but it's just now it's yeah. like that's standard now. De- this is what they're doing. The only yeah. thing they're doing. Now it's yeah. just uh, aggressively terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never seen that. I don't think I've seen. I I saw it in theaters, but I, the I don't remember one. it at all. Uh, I just remember that they turned the piano playing guy into a video game designer. And uh, instead okay. of being like, I gotta figure out what to write the song. He's like, I can't come up with a villain for my new video game that I'm programming all by myself. And then the villain is Cruella. <laughs> That's how that one ends. That's the only thing I remember about that movie. I, I don't like 101 Dalmatians in, in, in really any form except for the Cruella movie. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, it looks like the game he makes it ends up looking like in Jury Duty. The, do you remember the video the attorney shows? Oh my god. Was like the, oh. <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard at that. Oh Sean, it's like old like PS1 one gra- you know in like in court trials they'll have like a they'll digitally animate the recreation of the yeah, crime yeah. but yeah, one yeah. of the attorneys has one where it's like a ps1 and like the lines are, are well, uh, s- 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 skewing and the characters bugging out and flipping around it's, it's so Matt funny. said it looked like it was made in gary's mod yeah that's that's and it probably actually yeah. was <laughs> yeah yeah that was you yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know. I don't know else to say about this movie. It's another. Yeah, it's another. Uh, oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I have one final note that 
just like ended the movie on like such an awkward note for me where they're waving goodbye they, you know ariel and eric get on a ship to sail the seven seas and explore the world and they're waving goodbye to all the sea creatures <laughs> like we live on the yeah. ocean what do you mean it's not like we're never gonna see you again like yeah, what? We go wherever you want uh also it was funny in that scene i know there's the big actual boat in the distance but at first, I didn't see it or something, so it's just like I'm a little tiny. In that little <laughs> rowboat. <laughs> like, bye. Do you guys have, have food? An adventure on the nope. Seas. <laughs> I was well, like, they're Wait, dead. They're gonna, they're gonna die. <laughs> As and Triton's like, I'm never. I can't rescue them or ever see them again. <laughs> well, yeah. there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Live action uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah, it's just Mermaid. another one. Here we go. It's got some. It's another, got yeah. some good stuff going if, for if, it, but you know. Yeah, it it was it definitely is in the top tier of these remakes, and on its own, I do think it was a pretty pretty good film. I just I don't know. It's in a it's a it's concept a, that doesn't make a, any sense. It's in the top tier of a type of movie that is in the bottom tier of types of movies. Yeah, I I, I just and maybe there'll be one that comes along that, that you've said it earlier, Chewy. There's a cap. There's like a flat cap on how good these can ever be and i just don't know how they're ever gonna break free of that cap yeah, maybe right? they will. Like, and maybe, maybe they, they will, will. Yeah. maybe they will so i hope they do to be honest yeah i mean yeah i, I hope movies are good and <laughs> yeah <laughs> they aren't though movies are terrible <laughs> yeah movies are terrible um yeah well there you go little mermaid all right well um okay we don't have any email this time around because well, we we answered quite a, a meaty email in the last episode um yes. so uh you know if you haven't listened to our review of guardians of the galaxy volume three that one should have just come out uh give it a listen and if you want to participate in the discourse email us at yumchunks at gmail.com tell us why we're wrong rank the disney live action yeah. which one's your favorite or least favorite or what yeah rank what type of water fish can be in fresh or salt give us your Ooh, which half of the mermaid do you like the most the human half or the fish half? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we may not read that one oh i'm on gonna read air, it but <laughs> i'm gonna do it all right um next coming up though what i mean we mentioned last episode but plenty of stuff coming down the shoot the summer next episode gonna be spider town yeah man there's a colorful amazing i don't want to i guess we can't talk about spoilers for your opinion i haven't seen it yet so i don't want to know your opinion i thought it was colorful that's my that's not opinion it's it's a fact (laughs) it's colorful all right well i've yet to see it i will see it soon and stay tuned for that that will probably be our next episode yep okay Thanks for listening, everyone. I got to go back to Zelda. I got things to cook. I got to just really hone this seafood recipe. All right. Oh, I have some soup to eat. I think I have clam chowder. All right. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. All right. I don't have fricassee. I don't have the time or the energy to make that. All right. Okay. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. It's because you're not a French chef. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Some some little mermaid joke to end the episode. There you go. Goodbye. This has been After the Credits.
A Young Chunks Podcast. <laughs>